Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. Time once again for more Nature Notes with naturalist Jim Gilbert. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the Yard Patio Furniture. Any along here, a couple of fall birding tips from Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner. They're reminding us to keep out the bird baths. Don't forget to put out white millet to attract those migrating birds. Uh, let's see what else. Keep, keep the bird feeders clean. They always remind you to do that. And don't store your uh, seed indoors unless you have put it in the freezer for a few days. That's a great tip from Cardinal Corner. Speaking of seed, I mention in this every week, you're going to find the freshest bird seed you're going to find anywhere at Cardinal Corner. From one-pound bags, 50-pound bags, custom mixes. And don't forget, too, to subscribe to their monthly newsletter. It's free. You can subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. And if you need any gift idea heading into the gift-giving season, you see the ladies at Cardinal Corner. All sorts of great gift ideas. You have to see the store for yourself. You really do. Cardinal Corner is open seven days a week. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy is at the uh, Newport Center. They always like to chat with you. 651-455-6556 or online, as I said, at cardinalcorner.com. You check it out. Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good Sunday morning to you, Jim Gilbert, officially 50 in the Twin Cities. 50. We've got 48 here on the in our yard on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. Just a few clouds in the sky. The three days past full moon is high in the southwest. Beautiful there. Um, very little wind. Um, I just heard a a black-capped chickadee calling and a and a red squirrel chattering out there. We've we've had uh, 2.87 inches of rain in our yard uh, since the first of October. So of course the the lawn here is lush green and a lot of leaves have fallen down. Sunrise today 7:20 and sunset 6:40. So today in the Twin Cities area we have. 11 hours, 20 minutes of daylight. We've lost three minutes and a few seconds of daylight since yesterday, 22 minutes since last Sunday, and four hours and 16 minutes is a total daylight lost since June 20th, the summer solstice. We still have two hours and 33 minutes of daylight to lose by December 21st, our winter solstice. The normal high for today is 62. The normal low is 43. So we're above that one. Records for today, October 8th in the Twin Cities. High 87, set in 2010. The low is just 23, set 141 years ago in 1876. 23 degrees. Wow. And... On this date in 1970, we had 1.43 inches of rain. And on this date, 58 years ago, 1959, a third of an inch of snow fell on the Twin Cities. 
We're three days past uh, the full moon, as I mentioned, so we call it a waning gibbous moon. Sets this morning at 10.30 and rises tonight at 8.56. Woodlands throughout CCO land are illuminated with striking autumn foliage colors. Sugar maples are displaying bright reds, burnt oranges, and golden yellows. Eastern cottonwoods and native basswoods show golden yellow. Sumac shrubs have leaves in tones of red and red-orange, and wild grapevine leaves are showing yellows. There's still time to plant crocus, daffodil, and tulip bulbs in your gardens for bloom next spring. Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, and leaf lettuce keep growing in the cool weather. Muskrats build dome-shaped winter lodges in marshes and ponds, using cattails and other vegetation. Woodchucks carry mouthfuls of dried leaves into underground dens as hibernation begins soon for them. Minnesota is the nation's largest sugar beet producing state. Beets are important to the economy of the Red River Valley and, of course, parts of central and and southwestern Minnesota where they are now being harvested. The information on sunrise, sunset, um, weather history, astronomy, phonology that I've been reading this morning is available on the Freshwater Society's Minnesota Weather Guide Environment Calendars. The 2018 editions of both the wall and engagement calendars are now available in many book, gift, and wild bird stores throughout Minnesota. Such places as the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum Gift and Garden Store, the All Seasons Wild Bird Store is located in Bloomington, Egan, White Bear Lake, Wyzetta, and Minnetonka. Those are places where you can get the new editions of the Weather Guide calendar. It was at the University of Minnesota, or I was, and and there with with Sandy, was that we were at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum this weekend. Blooming dahlias with names like October Sky, and there are, those flowers are red and yellow, and Cheyenne flowers are red, and and Clearview Daniel flowers are yellow, and of course Garden Rose and annual flowers such as zinnias, cannellolis, and snapdragons are all doing well. The perennial garden grasses like Japanese silvergrass are mature and striking. The arboretum is a great place to see autumn foliage colors on many trees shrubs and vines, like right now. If you have the opportunity today to get to the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, which is located just a couple of miles west of Chanhassen on State Highway 5, this is the last day of the annual Friends of Anderson Horticultural Library annual used book sale. There are thousands of books under 30 different categories, including fiction, history, travel, gardening, sports, hobbies, cooking, sailing, and many other titles. And so between 10 and 4 today, this book sale continues, and you can fill a shopping bag, which is provided for you, with books for only 2 to $3, and get ready for some great fall and winter reading. The fall solar color season continues. We continue to enjoy the grand finale of the growing season. 
the color splash landscape. Sugar maples are wearing red, yellow, and burnt orange leaves. Many of us are truly take pleasure in observing the patchwork of fall colors like golden yellow foliage on big tooth aspens, eastern cottonwoods, green ashes, and paper birches. The reds on sumacs and service berries and Ohio buckeyes and Virginia creeper and Boston ivy vines. It's just fantastic right now in the right places. Some people say, well, there's not much fall color, but get out and look, you know, maybe a little beyond your own neighborhood. For the past three autumn color seasons, the peak day was October 14th. So that is in 2014, 15, and 16. For the Twin Cities, and as far as Wilmer to St. Cloud and Taylor's Falls, and also to St. Peter East to Faribault and, and Northfield and Red Wing, this October 14th was a peak of fall color. And so that means this coming week should be great. And besides that, for weeks before and after the height of autumn splendor, we can see patches and even whole groves of trees with striking fall colors. The splendid color changes that take place in deciduous woody plants that are preparing to drop their leaves are all triggered by shortening days and cooler weather. Terry Sovereign from Sovereign Estate Wines, that's on the north side of Lake Peconia, not far from us, says that uh, La Crescent Grapes, that was a 2002 introduction by the University of Minnesota, were harvested there on September 24th. Marquette Grapes were harvested between September 23rd and October 5th. And Frontenac Blanc, that's a 2012 University of Minnesota introduction, will be harvested this coming Wednesday, October 11th. Yesterday afternoon, our son John and I saw four late monarch butterflies in our yard right along Lake Waconia here. Most of the monarchs left southern Minnesota by the second week of September. Elizabeth Howard from Journey North on Thursday, October 5th, reports that the eastern flyway was the place to be to see migrating monarch butterflies this past week. A long-awaited cold front brought north winds and the monarchs out sailing. Hey, and, Jim, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, Oh, I just wanted to finish this, this thought here. Uh, peak migration for monarch butterflies are reported along the Atlantic coast from New Hampshire to North Carolina and also parts inland. The leading edge of monarch migration from Minnesota in the upper Midwest is now entering Texas. The first monarch roosting site was reported in the northern part of Texas just a few days ago, but stubborn south winds appear to be holding the butterflies back. The first monarchs are expected to arrive at their wintering site west of Mexico City in the mountains close to November 1st. There we go. All right. Well, Jim and I, we, we've talk, well, we talk every week about the great by-the-yard patio furniture, and we've talked about it for years. This is what they make out of recycled plastic milk chugs, which is just great. Jim and I have that furniture. He has it at his house. I have it at mine. But lately, we've been talking about these fire tables. What a great time of year for that, right? You know, I told you I went to see them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just fantastic, and so many people are enjoying them out on patios. In fact, Deb was telling me and, and a couple other people there that 
people who are roasting hot dogs and making yes, s'mores. That's <laughs> right. You can do that and with the touch of a button. Kind of like your gas grill. There's no unraveling the hose to put out the fire when everybody heads to bed. Just turn the dial. Fire is out. Several different styles and heights to choose from. Uh, just visit by the art. Uh, by the way, Jim and I love that showroom there, right down 169. You could check out some great examples there. Uh, and again, like Jim suggests, you can cook a hot dog or s'mores for that matter. And not to worry if uh, you drop a marshmallow into the fire, those crystal fire gems are very easy to clean. Very easy. Do this. Uh, after Jim's show, a lot of folks call and get that uh, free color catalog or get on the web, buytheyard.net. But here's the number the folks use after Jim's uh, off the air. 952-492-2777. 952-492-2777. Or again, uh, get on the web at buytheyard.net. Fun stuff. Oh, yes. And we enjoyed ours yesterday. Excellent. You know, after the sun came out and looking in the yard and seeing that furniture out there among the fall colors, wow. Well, we've got two or three minutes to go, Jim. Okay, Julie Brophy from Victoria reports that migrating dark-eyed juncos and white-throated sparrows have joined the chipping sparrows at their feeding station. Along Kelzer Pond, there were a half-dozen painted turtles sunning on the logs yesterday afternoon. Art and Barb Straub from Lesseur had been monitoring uh, the St. Anne's school chimney to observe chimney swifts. These are five-inch dark-colored birds with long, swept-back wings. Hundreds roost in large chimneys as they stayed for migration to South America. And they've been doing this now since July, the end of July. On August 19th, uh, between 8 20 and 8.38, that's, you know, sunrise time, or sunset time, rather. They counted 833 chimney swifts dropping down the chimney. On August 27th, they counted 1,531 chimney swifts entering the chimney at St. Anne's there in Lesseur. And on the 16th of September, 860, the numbers went down, though, September 24th, 586, September 28th, 19. September 30th, 2, and there haven't been any since. <laughs> it's so interesting. They've taken off for South America, those chimney swifts. Jim Hofter from Little Rock Lake in Benton County near Rice reports that water temperature 58 degrees. First dark-eyed junco arrived this past uh, Thursday the 5th. Lawns are less green from all the rain, over 3 inches lately, and they're enjoying fall leaf colors there. Ray and Marlene Simon, who live near the Cannon River on the edge of Northfield, report that they still had 24 little brown bats in their bat house yesterday morning. They had close to 300 at the peak in the late summertime, and the rest now have left to find hibernating spots. In the last couple of days, Ray and Marlene have been seeing groups of 6 to 15 bluebirds, eastern bluebirds, and some even perched on their nesting boxes. Diane and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, report over three inches of rain from October 1st on. And mushroom watching has been great, but the farmers have been doing very little field work. Two rafts of American coots have Lake cicada just yesterday. Just yesterday, they noticed that. And they said fall colors have been coming on fast in the last few days. David and Mary Brislant, who live on the ridge above Lake Superior at Lutzen, report this past Thursday, October 5th, many migrating birds came through. 
with her son, John, they saw 35 species, including the first fox sparrows, the first horned larks, and the first American tree sparrows. Cedar waxwings are feeding on the native mountain ash fruit in Grand Marais, and they saw a scoter, a surf scoter, out on the east bay of Grand Marais. Keith Radel from Fairbolt reports that many fields of soybeans have been combined. Yesterday he saw a monarch butterfly heading south. He said, the beautiful sugar maple trees in, in Fairbolt. Just fantastic right now. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Fairbolt saw late migrating common nighthawk flying over just before dark Friday evening, and they observed a ruby-throated hummingbird at their feeding station yesterday morning and afternoon. Also saw a monarch butterfly in their yard yesterday. Okay, that's That's it. (laughs) That is it for today. All right, Jim, thanks so much for Nature Notes, and let's do it again next week. huh? Look forward to it. All right, me too. Bye for now. Thank you, Jim. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday morning here on 830 WCCO Temp at 50. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.